She was addicted to opioids when she was killing people. She tried to get help. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Talk Murder to Me. We're excited to be back recording tonight. Um, the hint of this week's episode was Scrubs. Scrubs. My favorite show. I cannot get enough of that show. I don't know if it's my favorite show of all time, but it's definitely my favorite medical related show. You, you know, hands they, down. They actually did a, uh, this is a while ago, this study, not study, but poll. Well, maybe it was a study, it was an article that they said that Scrubs is like one of the most, if not the most medically accurate show. That's bullshit. I believe that. No. What about House? I think House was a lot of fluff. It was a great show. But a lot of Scrubs drama. isn't really medically involved anyway. It's just a bunch of drama with the so characters. So maybe it was less medical stuff. So House is an actual story. like ailment every time with a mystery diagnosis. Like there's some Scrub because episodes not, they don't even see a patient. There's not. There's not always mystery diagnoses. Like that's not real life. Yeah, I know, but Scrubs is not. They don't even deal with medical issues half the time. It's just more yes, of a I funny do. thing. Yes, do. I'm not a fan of Scrubs. I wanted to make this hint. But you like Cougar Town. I wanted to make this hint Nurse Jackie because it relates way more to the story, but no one's seen Nurse Jackie. Correct. Like, we tried to watch it once and it was yeah. not good. I love Nurse Jackie. It's an award winning show. That We, we, we just we couldn't there. get into it. We only no. watched one episode. Mm. We didn't give it a long enough chance. Have you guys chance. finished the X-Files yet? No. no. I don't think we will. <laughs> Done. Done with Mulder and Scully. I think we're, we got like halfway through. All right, what are we drinking? Apple teenies. JD's favorite drink. Oh. All right, let's test this out. I've never had an apple teeny before. Who the, I am not like. All right, a, is JD a, the main character or something? Yeah, JD, Doctor John Dorian. Mmm. Is it good? It is good. You filled mine up too much. That is yummy. Now I know why JD likes it so much. But I'm normally I don't normally love like sour apple flavored mm-hmm, things. No. But this is good. Mm-hmm. It kind of masks the vodka. It does very much. Mm. The drink is on our Instagram page. Follow our Instagram. It's also on the website. We are doing better at putting things on the website now. We have real things there. But follow our Instagram and Facebook and then Jen's like the admin person, so message Jen on Facebook. Right? You want right. to do Facebook since I can't figure out the email yet? Yeah. I can't yeah. figure it so out. Anytime fucking... you guys have tried to email Jen, just forget the email. I'm sorry. I've, I've. It's fine. I, you can send emails. You just can't get them, which is so confusing. It's I fine. Can't... We have other methods of communication. Yeah. Anyway. All right. It's time for our favorite segment. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. I like the old version. It's going back to it. It's nice. Thank you. I yeah. I did get some. I got some constructive criticism myself, and was did you? What was your constructive criticism? Stick to the original surprise shot song. Okay. What am I? What's the surprise shot? It's a surprise. Ready? Cheers. It's slightly pink. Or yeah, slight ever so slightly pink. What is that? Pink lemonade. Mm Mm-hmm. Firefly pink lemonade. Ooh. Ooh, that was lovely. It goes very well with the apple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like sour and sour. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
I told you it was about Scrubs. So tell me what you think it's going to be about. Um, I think that someone in the medical field is going to use their advantage um, to murder uh, a victim, perhaps with, you know, something that won't be caught, like insulin, because I've talked you about... You mentioned insulin before. Yeah. You did. On, on the Dr. Cream episode, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, so that's my guess. My guess is that not necessarily someone in the medical field, but someone is impersonating Ooh. someone in the medical Oh, like Dirty John. Yes. Yes, just like Dirty John. Yeah. That was a great podcast. Yeah, you- Dirty John's a podcast. Um, I don't know who it was by, but he was, was impersonating being a doctor. Oh. And he like he was like this pathological liar, and he's he's, really he's a con huh. artist, so he's like Dirty John. going after rich women. Interesting. Great podcast. Okay, Jen. Where are we going tonight? Where are we going, Jen? Texas. California. California. That's the best guess you've had. California, here we come, right back where we started from. All right. Wow. It's from the OC. Yeah. You would love that show. Nicole. Did you love One Tree Hill? I love I love One Tree Hill. I have I'm seasons in. one through six. Peter John, cut that. Can we, can we, we should have a day where we, we must watch, watch the OC. We, we I mean, must watch I mean, the OC. I mean, One Tree Hill, but I have One Tree Hill on DVD. We must watch the OC first. That was such a good guess, Nicole. Really? Yeah. Wow. I was right. <laughs> no, you weren't. Shit, really? You We're going all teed up. I know. We're going to London. Fuck me. London. Ontario. <laughs> London, Canada. Ontario. Canada again, baby. Here we come. Canada sucks, and I'm going to tell you why. They have a really I bad serial killer problem. They have a fucking awful serial killer problem. This story is going to piss you off. It's going to piss Cole off. It's going to piss Jen off. That must mean their kids that were Yeah, murdered. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do a challenge. Small challenge, not big. Okay. I'm going to give you each 15 seconds. And wait, I don't have any pens here. Okay, here's what we're going to do. 10 seconds. Name is 15. Well, 15 seconds. We're going to start 15 seconds. A little challenge. Name as many poets as you can in 15 seconds. Go. Edgar Allan Poe. Fuck, I was Emily Bront. Uh, uh, I can't do it at um, the same time. Um, um, shit. The guy, Walden, Walden Pond guy. Emmett, no, Ra- 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 I need a full name. Robert Ra- 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 Ernest and Robert, Robert, Robert Falls. Robert Frost. Babe, um, I can't do something Angelou, at the same time. Maya Angelou. Um, okay, you lost. I can't, Jen, I you can't win. do something like while someone else is talking. Sorry, about. go oh, ahead. I you can't. can go. No, yeah, Jen's the winner. No, Nicole's, Nicole's no, the reader. She should have a fair chance. She should have a fair chance. It's all It's all good. Jen, I would like you to read this for our audience. Inevitable. She watches some life drain from the notch in his neck vein. Oh. As it soothingly pools, it smothers her pain. Sweet stiletto so sharp, craves another cut. Obeying a call, she moves to his gut. 
Blade traces a line from navel to spine, grating on rib bone, slicing intestine. Her knife sings a love song to the splattering gore, slicing through breastbone, romancing some more. Heart beats, then sprays as the next victim pays her deft dagger's bill. Does it quench her craze? Sharp thirst recedes as she dances in blood, satiated for now, no longer a flood. The macabre waltz ended her desire has been tended by drinking the death brew that passion blended. All others are safe from a session's greed until she hears again from her knife and her need. Thank you, Jen. I could be a slam poet. Yes. What's a Boom. slam? What's a slam poet? You never heard of a slam poet before? No, that's like a Boston it's like, thing. It's like, not, no, it's, it's not like, a Boston thing. It's almost like freestyle poetry, and they like go up. Oh. And... It's like spoken word. So what the hell did you just read, Jen? Someone got murdered with a stiletto. Ouch. Okay, guys. I think. Jen, I mean, I was too busy trying to put the right emphasis on the wrong syllable. Wait, what? Emphasis? Don't you remember we talked about this? Emphasis. Oh, emphasis. And I wanted to make sure, like, I, like sometimes when I'm reading out loud, I don't actually, like, retain what I read. You, you just focus on, like, reading and getting the words yeah. out. Yeah. I do that, too. Yeah. Okay, so. Because there's a lot of pressure when you're asked to, like, read in front of class. You're like, yeah. okay. Don't sound stupid, because, like, I should be able to read this. Like, when I go to my Monday night group, we, the way that we do our read, like, when we read, we read things as a group, and, um, we're reading a book right now, and the way we do it is each person reads a paragraph, Mm. and, um, sometimes the paragraphs last whole pages. (laughs) It's, um, it's a book by C.S. Lewis. Anyway, Hmm. um, but, like... I have to pay attention to where, like, I literally count the paragraphs to, like, when I'm gonna read, and then, like, I'm so nervous about reading out loud that I don't even know what I retain, so when we talk about the book after, like, I, like, don't even know, like, half the time. I I, I would do that, too. So, we're in Canada tonight, Mm -hmm. and... Wow, it's so happy and calm. Yeah. Welcome to Crescent Care Woodstock, a privately owned, accredited, long-term care home located minutes from downtown Woodstock. Crescent Care Woodstock is home to 163 residents, accommodated in private, semi-private, and basic rooms. The home is part of a continuum of care community that also includes a retirement home. Among the features of our facility... A Shit, hair like salon, three like fireside lounges, video. three dining That's rooms, two sorry. large activity and lounge also, areas, like really and secure place. balconies. It looks like your general we offer home. a range of specialized oh, services, God, including physiotherapy, oh. restorative care, dental and foot care, occupational therapy, and an in-house chaplain. That Our residents like enjoy a variety of social, spiritual, and recreational activities, including pet visits, musical programs, and a horticultural program. Yes, we are proud of our caring and dedicated staff members, several of whom have been with us for more than 25 years. How many of these staff members are involved? The Care motto captures the spirit of our home: caring families, yours and ours together. 
Connecting with you, Southwest, whatever, yada, yada, yada. That, guys, is a retirement home. No, it's a long-term care facility. Crescent Care. Crescent? Crescent is a huge, not a huge conglomerate. They own 15 retirement homes. They look after 1,300 patients. Well, now now a little less after the story. Um, I told you this is going to piss you off, Jen. I wasn't lying about it. I don't know what's like, okay. It's going to piss anybody off. Yeah. Killing an elderly person is like just as bad as killing a child. I'm sorry. They're almost as defenseless. I I also would say like, um, is it, is a a euthanasia like scenario where like mercy? The caressant care facility in Woodstock, Ontario, and even the company itself is still in business. And in fact, Mm -hmm. you can't rate them on Facebook, so you can't see the reviews on Facebook. And in fact, if you go through the timeline, which I have, they mention nothing of some very serious incidents that took place around 2007. They mention nothing of it. It's like, oh, look at us. We're planting in the garden. We're going horseback riding. We're not killing all of our patients. I mean, like, I wouldn't put an elderly person on horseback, but... (laughs) That's just me. Like, that's a broken hip wedding that happened. I'm sorry. I am Paul Brucho. They they don't let you review their sites. And but don't the only what? I, I mean, they're probably all all over the news, though. They are, but, but they're not. They, they're not, because if you type in Caressant Care, you have to go to the second page of Google to find out what types of monsters. Mm, interesting. These are, and I'm not. Not many people go to the second page of Google. And I'm, oh, I'm telling you right now. The first, like, yeah, three, and it, like three to five links. As a market, out. as a marketer professional, like back in my past, I know for a fact that these guys have paid people to get all that negative stuff off. And by the way they do that is they drown it out. And he knows that because they paid him off. Okay, so that well they have some they have some testimonials. Here, let's look at some testimonials right quick. Oh, shit. What? Caressant Care. It's a great facility. You know, I was thinking about it, and now that I'm getting older, maybe I should join this facility. I mean, they got nice stock photos on the website, you know. There's a happy couple playing cards. <laughs> yeah, that's cards. definitely not the same facility. Um, what's happening at Caressant? Um, well, that's funny. Ooh, yeah. What's happening? Well, what's happening now? there's all kinds of news. It hasn't been updated. 2017. Well, no, there's all kinds of news, but none that would help me in my research. They kind of, I don't know if they admitted it or they just reviews. They just, so let's look at the testimonials. Golden heart winner in 2017. We at Crescent Care welcome feedback from our residents and their family members. All right, let's see some of that feedback. Our family would like to extend our heartfelt thanks to the thoughtful and loving care. M.S. wrote that. Oh, here's A.A. wrote this one. Thank you for so much for the care you gave my mom. Oh, DM wrote, bless you for making my 100th birthday party so special. Because DM would know how to use the internet. Yeah. Oh, and also BM. BM wrote, very warm, friendly atmosphere, yada, yada, yada. Oh, and MM wrote, it's always tough deciding what to do with a loved one, but throw them in this place. Okay, my motto is, if you want to get rid of your old grandpa as old grouchy as shit, you throw them in this place and they'll get rid of them for you. 
Okay, so Jay... Do they have a lot of, like, applicants to this place? I'm thinking originally where they were, like, trying to make room for people. Yeah. All right, so the testimonials... Really? Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, bullshit, right? Um, What they didn't mention... There's no dates. Like, those could have been from 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what they should have mentioned is... Um, some of the testimonials I can read from their Google page that they can't actually have any control over. Like, um, okay, how about this review from Sheila McWaters? It says, if you place your loved one in this nursing home, go and visit every day and make sure you visit at different times of the day. My mother was in this home for some time. Yes, there were some good people there, but many times I found my mom in a situation that you and I would not want to be in. Why did I find why did I find this? Because I went at different times of the day, unexpected times of the day. My mother was blind and could not defend herself. Once she was covered with bruises, no explanation. Her wheelchair was covered in human waste. Her clothes dirty. No stimulation. Let me tell you people. People in prison, people in prison, all capitalized, eat better. And are better taken care of than our loved ones in a nursing home. More specifically, this nursing home. Where did you find this one? This is all on Google. They can't control the Google ones. Let's see. Oh. Yeah. These are the only ones they can't take off. Oh, here's here's one. They, you know, they should add these to their website, guys. Um, Mark Wilson says, my friend's, father, my, my friend's father was murdered by a registered nurse in this long-term home in 2014. He was injected with a face, fatal dose of insulin and died in a coma. As a nurse admitted to the police, she targeted her seniors to kill. If they would piss her off, this place is a dump. Why do they, why, do, why does Caressant care? Number one, why are they still a business? Number two, because they are a for-profit business. But I, I mean, I'm surprised their asses haven't been sued. And number two, around. I don't understand. Like these are testimonials too. They can put these on their website. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why won't they? Oh, How I don't have know. Their pants not been sued off them. Because this goes into the news, and then people fucking forget about it, and then yeah. life goes on. No, I feel like so, like it's that is those are that yeah that is a scandal that. I don't think most businesses would... Ever- oh, here's a great one. Oh, this is a two-star review. This one's not Especially, bad. we don't know. Expensive. Old people don't like it. Oh, and a serial killer worked here. <laughs> oh, good. But he gave it two stars instead of... Yeah, two, two stars. stars. <laughs> All right, Well, so. we know now it's a serial killer. Mm. But guys... And it's a nurse. Y'all saw the welcome video. Oh, my God. I would love to live there. It was nice. Do you hear that music? Is like a nice little guitar, mm-hmm. acoustic guitar in the background. Yeah. Um, Hang on. I just want to read the one that you have on the screen. My dad has been here a week. I've met seven or eight staff, and everyone has been above average. <laughs> Not great. Just above average. Above average. <laughs> I feel very confident that my dad will get... Or is getting, is getting top quality loving care. I feel like that's a little premature, Cam. Oh, yeah. Um, if you take the advice of the other Googler Here's, reviewer. But you can take the advice. of the Read uh, Barry Parsons for us, Nicole. The care is very poor for what they charge. My mother died in this home, and my father is also there as well and going downhill fast. If your mother died in that home, I would take your father out. It, but, I mean, so it's well, a tough I guess, perspective. Well, like, that's they're going, true. Obviously, they're going to... That they're, they're unfortunately die. going to die there. That's kind of why they're in that place. Well, However, no, there's I, a difference between nursing homes and hospices. Yes. Jen, read this one for us. 
Visited my girlfriend's grandmother here, probably the most grim nursing home I've ever visited. There are residents screaming for help oh, shit. and are often ignored by nurses. Grunge scenery and the staff seem rash when I attempted to approach them. So I, I wonder, I'm like really wondering why they don't put these on this the website. This is very different from the notebook in their <laughs> oh, home care. We still haven't yeah. watched that. Noah! Even though part of it was filmed in Charleston, for those of you who don't know. Yes. Yeah. But yes. see. Some of it right up the street from us. That's true. But see, with this. This company, right? I mean, M M dot S A dot A D dot M. I mean, they're very happy with the services. You know what, podcasters? <laughs> so I feel like we have a call to action. Yes, please. Mm. We um, right now our our viewership is increasing uh, episode by episode, and this is a company we have not learned anything about this story just yet, but um, I think we have an opportunity to bring this nursing facility to light and take this fucking place down the company is full of shit and they're killing people Are and they they're still, denying it do you think they're still killing people i'm gonna let's get into the story all right hey well you said one thing you said I, call I'm, to action i'm already called to yeah that. you said call to action you seem like you're freaking that's just terrible you seem like you're good to go so you want to call to action here's your call to action we can really change this. This is from... This guy's giving you a call to action right here. Oh, he's one of the reviewers. It gets tiring after a while to hear the past come up, but it has to come up one more time, and then hopefully this inquiry is going to shed some light on it, much-needed light on this situation. Well, I want to see the health system revamp Eight nursing health. care, senior care, but mostly I want to see the people who are accountable be crucified in the public eye and in... Uh, online and everywhere. I want to see them absolutely crucified. That's the word that I'm going to use because when I had to listen to this again about my father and everyone else, I think that's what they deserve. And I hope that's what we accomplish because they all deserve it. Yay. And was that video? At this, that recent? So we're going to do this guy. We're going to try to crucify this whole place. Not just the person that was involved in most of it, but the whole place because the whole place failed. Yeah, and the whole place does not does not deserve to be in business. Still taking applicants, still filling up those rooms, still making their investors rich. Still, let's open up some more retirement homes. We're making so much money off these old people. Fuck them. No. Mm. If you really want to call to action, we gotta we gotta get this place down. Shut their business down. Yeah. Anyway, let's get started. All right, so. Well, we kind of we have a little bit of a spoiler alert, but that's okay. Yeah, I know. All right, let me tell you about the killer. Jen, are you okay? Yeah. You told me you love me earlier. Our, is that true? Is this our first? Yeah. No, it's not our first female. Sorry. No. Not our first one. Of course, it's not. We've had a couple females. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it's our first one. Yep. Yeah. Gran- okay. Granny nanny. Uh huh. So. Isn't it? Um, Ken and Barbie killer. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. But, okay. I mean, she wasn't really the murderer, but, yeah. like, she was involved. I'm going to tell you about a nurse, one specific nurse, Elizabeth Wetlaufer. W-E-T-T-L-A-U-F-E-R, Wetlaufer. She also goes by Beth Parker. She and but she went by Beth Parker. Dramatically different. uh, I know. It's not like a married name. Elizabeth and then Parker might be like a family name or a middle middle name. Okay. Well, she's probably got some very mental issues, as you'll see later. Anyway, um, 
I'm just going to jump into the bullshit and then I'm going to tell you about her life story. Okay. You see this? Yes. This is a four page confessional statement that she has written in her sloppy ass cursive. This is a registered nurse. So when she was at Crescent Care, Crescent Care, where your loved ones will be taken care of. And oh my God, look, there's acoustic music in the background. You hear that? So the Crescent Care motto captures the spirit of our home. Caring families, yours and ours together. I am Paul Brucho. Yeah, they're bongo. Look at that lady just beating the bongo. She's so happy. She's so happy. Oh, there's not the angel of death lurking behind every corner. Waiting to kill your loved one. The one that can't defend themselves because he's over 80. The one with terrible dementia that Miss Elizabeth Wedloffer decides to kill because they were annoying me. Just annoying. Anyway. I mean, elderly people can be quite crotchety, I know firsthand, but there's no reason to just kill them because they're annoying. Yeah, it's all the extreme. All right, let me tell you about James Silcox, a Royal Canadian Army Service veteran. He served in World War II. He was a father... He he served in Ypres, didn't he? He was a father of... What? Did he serve at the Battle of Ypres? Uh... The battle it's a poppy what? flower. I am not right? sure. It's a poppy. I don't know it's what a, that is. It's a Belgian um, flower, and so the Battle of Ypres is like known for its poppies. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, sometimes so. the um, like the the veterans transition house back home. Um, I don't know if you have you ever heard of that. Mm-hmm. It's in New Bedford. My dad actually um, started. He was like on the board. He was the president of it, and he like started it. Um. He they they hand out poppies or maybe it's the 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 POW guys the what's it called the the army houses MIA POW oh VFW VFW yeah VFW not the veterans transition house sorry the VFW guys hand out poppies all the time back home it's like a veteran thing yeah I I didn't know it was significant to one particular battle that's an interesting Um, fact from what I remember we had we went to Ypres um yeah it was like one of the bloodiest battles in world war ii hmm. fun fact okay so a royal canadian army service corps veteran he served in world war ii but that's not as important as him being a father of six mm. a grandfather of 13 and a great grandfather of eight wow and not only that because most people can't say this. He had a wife of 63 years. Wow, God wow. bless him. And the nurse that was in charge of him. I was working a double shift, 3 p.m. to 7 a.m. James was known for inappropriately touching the staff. He was also known for saying that his wife was a big whore and was going to fuck all of Woodstock. Woodstock, Canada is where they're at. Woodstock, Ontario. Okay. James was not diabetic. That evening, I got the urge to overdose James. I was angry that he was so inappropriate. At approximately 9.30 p.m., I decided to overdose him with insulin. 
hoping he would die. I felt it was his time to go because of the way he acted. I remember feeling angry at him. I went into the medical room and used a spare insulin needle to prepare a dose of 50 units of short-acting insulin. I gave it to him at approximately 10.30 p.m. And throughout the night, after I overdosed him, James called out, I'm sorry, and I love you. At approximately 3 a.m., the PSWs, the public service workers, I'll get into that, found James, James's vital signs absent. I called the attendant physicians and the James family to inform them that of James's death, and the physician ruled it a cause of death due to a post-surgery embolism. So James had just had hip surgery, and apparently he was inappropriate to his staff, according to this lady. Um, that has not been proven. Yeah, I was going to say she could have been making that up mm-hmm. very easily. But even though or you're going to kill someone... Maybe had no idea what he was saying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, maybe... Was so, saying that even if he was saying those things, here's like, your. So here's how James dies. Because you're at about nine thirty. Yeah. Let me hear you. About nine thirty, I gave him a dose of uh, fifty milligrams of insulin. Not not diabetic. So I went into I used a borrowed insulin pen, borrowed insulin, and gave him an insulin shot. And at three thirty. The PSW walked throughout the night. He was yelling out, I love you, and I'm sorry. It's absent, not to me, but just you could hear him calling out in this room, and that's what he was calling out. And then at 3.30, the uh, PSWs came to me and said that he was gone. So I did what we are supposed to do. I went and listened to his heart and chest, called the doctor, called the family, because that's what they wanted. family came in and sat with him for a while. Doctor came in and uh, said that his cause of death was from uh, an embolism due to his uh, post hip. He had a he had hip surgery. Doctor ruled it embolism due to post hip surgery. So, so she murdered him with a dose of insulin. Jen, are you okay? Mm-hmm. I feel like this is like pretty bad. It's bad for anybody. It's hard. That's just terrible. Okay, well, you know, but James was, apparently, he was touching the staff inappropriately. At one point, he told she told a detective that he touched her breast. And, you know, he said his wife's a whore, you know. Okay, all right. Helen Matheson, though, was, she wasn't touching the staff in any way. And all these, all these murdered people, these murdered Elderly senior citizens, I want to point out, happened at Crescent Home, Crescent Care, where you can bring your your family and they'll be in the care of, you know, like experienced registered nurses. Oh, and we don't mention the fact that we literally had a serial killer here, but, you know, that's fine. All right. So Helen Matheson was not a diabetic, but she wasn't touching the staff inappropriately. Helen was very quiet and reserved. One afternoon, I gave her an overdose of insulin. 
It was approximately 50 units of short-acting insulin. I'm not sure why I chose her. I was feeling angry. I mean, she was feeling angry. Oh, wow. Right? So she's and frustrated her. about her job. I mean, oh my God, so much stress. She's angry. She's or frustrated. Sorry, like a, wow. She's a like, psychopath, not just necessarily a serial killer. I was feeling f- angry and frustrated about my job. <laughs> my day sucks. I'm going to go kill somebody. After I mean, the I, overdose. Like, I say those things, but I don't actually oh, yeah, do no. those things. After the overdose, she stopped talking and eating. And she died two days later. Guys, I don't know if you know what happens if you take insulin, if you're not a diabetic. It's very, 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 very painful. Hmm. And most time you don't die right away. You go into a coma. She has had two patients out of eight that we know of that have went into a coma and experienced excruciating pain for two days before they finally died. Well, the other guy was just a few hours. Yeah. Yeah. Some people go into a coma. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's the lucky one. He is the lucky one. You guys hate this. I can tell. (laughs) I mean, we're not going to, babe, we're not going to love any story that you tell us. I mean, we we don't condone murder. We just comment. Yeah. But this guy. All right. Listen, this chick. We we talked about Paul Bernardo. Ugh, I think um, he was still one of the worst. No, this lady yeah. is a monster. I don't disagree. A full-bred monster. What's his face? The British Jeffrey Dahmer. Ooh, Ooh, that was, he was the worst, that I think. Was pucked up, man. Yeah. But it's not, it's not her fault. Okay. Oh, Elizabeth Wetlaufer. It's not her fault. I just like killing people. No, it's not her fault. Guys, listen. a lot of stress right now. Listen, not only the stress, Jen. You. Not only the stress. Because part of me just believes that it was a devil. Oh, no. And part of me thought it might be God. I'm supposed to serve my life. So she's a God and, complex. And uh, I know the doctor asked me those questions, but it didn't answer me because that's so ashamed. But I just, uh, I didn't want this to keep going on. So I took both jobs. Okay. Wait, did she, so she says she has the devil in her? She said t- part of it she thought was the devil, and the other part she thought was God. And then something, something. So she quit both jobs because she didn't want to go on anymore. So either God told her to, to do it or the devil told her to do it. Right. Yeah. All right. So Elizabeth, mm-hmm. our so best. Something else was telling her to do it. Sometimes she thought it was God and sometimes she thought it was the devil. So sometimes she thought it was a mercy killing and the other times she thought it was or she knew it was wrong. I okay. Know. I don't know. Or tempted. Like she was being tempted to just kill her yeah. somebody. I need to point out the poem that you read earlier, or poem. What is it? It's oh, not poem. this poem. The poem that you read earlier <laughs> was from her. She likes to write these poems. Oh. In fact, you can still find all of her poetry, and it sucks. But if you really want to go read all that shit, go to allpoetry.com and slash Betty Weston. Because I, I have a fun fact, people. Her name on there is I Betty Weston. I am a published poet no way i okay. am oh my god and a third place geography winner no stop i really am a published poet no way. i am in the anthology of young american poets okay it's called the last pumpkin as i sit here a voice is near will they take me or leave me oh you're gonna be will abducted? they drop me and beat me no one knows it's a mystery i could even be in history i am here alone in the dark all of a sudden i hear a bark it was a friendly old dog, as you can see, plus his human family. 
They paid the cashier and I could feel some tears. I couldn't believe it. I wasn't alone anymore. Then the car stopped and placed me by the front door. Well, wow. you know what that kind of sounds like when Dr. Cream left his victim at the light post. Okay, we weren't going there. I was the last pumpkin at a pumpkin patch and somebody finally took me home. And you know what? My teacher submitted it and I am now a published poet. I think it's great. But like when you're in the context of a murder podcast, you could literally like take that. If you didn't know the name of the thing was, oh, look, it's us. How cute. And here I am, Nicole Laporte, age nine, published. All aboard. Okay, ready? Uh, most relatable Scrubs character for me and JD. I'm totally JD. Um, I do. I, I mean, I love JD, but I do love Turk. Turkleton. Turk. Turkleton. Mr. Turkleton. <laughs> um, what was his nickname? Brown, brown bear? Uh, uh, chocolate bear. Chocolate bear. I love them. Eagle. Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. Um, you know, the scene. Oh, I just, I can't even pick a favorite. I can't. It's like, they, they're all yeah. so good. They are. I, like, literally laugh out loud when I watch it. Yeah. Like, that's why I watch it so many times. So funny. It is. Who's your favorite sub-character? <sighs> Ted. Mm. Uh, oh, I oh I know. The coroner. The coroner. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, for sure. No, did you know? Okay, so like I mentioned in one of the first episodes, Cougar Town is written by the same guy as Scrubs. I've not seen that one. It's it's really it actually so apparently John likes it. Yeah, so it's very funny. But in one of the last episodes of Cougar Town, they actually did a Scrubs crossover because the actress that plays Jordan is one of the main characters, and so um, Courtney Cox's son goes to Hawaii and meets up with Ted, and then yeah. Ellie- okay, so let me tell you about Elizabeth Wetlaufer, right? Now, she's a poet. If you go to allpoetry.com slash Betty Weston, I don't know why she used that name, you can find all her award-winning crappy-ass poetry. I'm sure it's not award-winning. I'm sure she's not in the anthology no, she's, of the American Poets. She's not. Whatever. She's no Nicole Laporte. She's no 2001 edition, but... But she is pretty shitty as a poet, too. She she writes poetry just as well as she murders people. She gets it done, but it is pretty sloppy. Well, yeah. Well, she did get caught, so well she sloppy. confessed. Well, she confessed. Yeah, but did she get caught, or did she just like feel super? Well, if you let me tell the story, all right, tell a story. Elizabeth Wetlaufer grew up in a. Not a small town, I want to say small. She grew up in Woodstock. She grew up in Woodstock, Ontario. If you think 1950s leave it to beaver sort of image in your head, that's kind of the image that would be portrayed. Wow. Glenn Why? Hart Did grew she up look across like the street from the Wetlaufer family. Yeah. He's known Beth since he was 10. You know how there's always a few kids that get teased in elementary school because they don't quite fit a given group? Yep. She me. was often the, the odd kid out in. Things like that, yep. so shy and awkward a lot. But a good kid. But look at me now. After high school, she earned oh God, a diploma she kind of looks in like all me. Your studies. No, she no, does not look like She you. does definitely not. You look way, way more attractive than her, Jen. Thanks, That's John. A hundred thousand times. Thanks, John. I mean, sh- so. I don't know. Look at that picture. <laughs> look at all of yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth Wetlaufer. As you heard, she was kind of an outcast. She was on the field hockey team. She was the goalie. 
But she wasn't a bad person. She was just not understood. Bullied a little bit, but not too bad. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, she kind of fit in, but kind of didn't. I can relate to that. Yeah. So she also learned how to play the trombone, and she played in the band. And she was in the drama club. So she was a normal kid growing up. I wish I was in the drama club. Yeah. And she actually started writing poetry from her days in grade school. Like, I loved, I love sports, don't get me wrong. And I miss, I literally have, like, dreams about my high school basketball team, like, playing basketball, like, probably once a month, maybe twice, I don't know, pretty frequently. But, like, part of me wishes that I explored my talents in the drama club, because that's part, that's part of who I am now. You do love the theater. That's, like, who I am now, and I never, I think I was afraid of, like, like, breaking status quo you know like you went to a co-ed high school yeah like popular kids played sports you know what i mean like the athletes were always popular and like i went to an all-girl school somebody you were also third place in your um geography my cousins went there did i tell you that but that was my when i was in elementary school i think that my um my cousin Katie was in your sister's class. Yes, that's right. We talked about that. Katie Clark. Okay, let's talk about the podcast. Growing up, she was pretty normal. Okay. Pre-normal? P- no, pretty. pretty normal. She went to... She goes to Bible college, gets her degree in religious studies. Oh. But that wasn't for her. So she gets a counseling degree. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So she's oh in the woman. So yeah, this is Jen. I promise. Weird. But okay. So when I was in school, there was a, a my roommate. She she became my roommate freshman year, and she was not my original roommate. Her name was also Nicole, and she was incredibly religious, like weirdly so. And she became a religious studies major, and then she went on to divinity school. Which is actually not that hard to get into because the only people who apply to divinity school are like men, men and people who maybe eventually want to go into the church Mm -hmm. to like serve Mm -hmm. like lady people, laity people. Yeah. So it's very easy for women to get into these schools. Mm -hmm. So she got into Yale Divinity School. Wow. And she like thought she was hot fucking shit. But she was like just the weirdest person I've ever met in my entire life. Well, it's good to know that I rank below her. Ever. She yeah. was so fuck, And she, I mean, is. Her name is Nicole. Nicole worships she, Satan. But she, like, accepted the fact that she was Nicole the Lesser and I was Nicole the Greater. Normal, kind of normal childhood. She got married and in the police interview, she got interrogated. Right. Right. Um, When she was talking about her marriage, you could tell it was a very emotional thing. So she was married from 97 to 2007. Ten years. Ten years. And her husband actually goes on record saying that the reason they split up is because he thought, and he was right, that he he became suspicious that she was cheating on him. Oh. So Pucked up, when they did split up, she did find another partner. And let me play you. Oh. All right. So here's her here's her new partner that she met. During the marriage, but then after they split up, they started dating. In charge in the evenings, but she enjoyed the power kind of thing. Of being a nurse. Of being a nurse and being in charge at night. I think she enjoyed that the most. Online, the relationship flourished. And that summer, 
Wet Lawford headed west, fronted off the plane in Saskatoon, and right into the arms of Andrews. Oh yeah, high heels, lipstick, red, red lipstick. That's one thing I really remember about her. I thought, wow, look at that lipstick. She came like charging at me more or less, and she just like hug, and you know, that was nice, hug and kiss snap, but uh, it was just nonstop. You know, oh, I told all the people I work with how much I love you and that we're going to get together and everything like that. And I was just like, okay, slow down here. Like, you know, let's get to know each other. All right. So oh when the man, God. when the man doesn't work out, man. then find a woman. So it's like a con- Wait, what? what? That's a man. <laughs> it's not. If he's a transgender person. Are you... Out of your fucking mind? You really think that was a man? Yes. Do you have something that says it's otherwise? <laughs> well, her name is Sheila. I thought it was Andrew. Sheila Andrews. That's her name. Oh. She kind of she pouted a lot and wow. Little temper tantrums, you know, like if she didn't get something her own way, like my affection and stuff like that. It was just there was a lot of childish. So he's a transgender man. Oh my god, Jen. Or is she just a female? I don't know. I can't tell. Jen, that is a bona fide woman. Listen. That's a man. Oh my god, really? That is a woman. Her name is Sheila Andrews. That is a woman. Can you put it, can you repeat it to say Andrew? Like, it doesn't say Sheila Andrews, it just said Andrews. Also, it sounds like it's a control thing for her. She has a huge control problem. Yeah, that all right. So her marriage dissolves in two thousand seven. She finds a woman on Gay Canada dating site, right? She moves out immediately to be with this girl, Sheila. She's a woman, Jen. You could not tell. No, no. She, oh it, was it was a man. I thought I really had to pull up. If not yeah, a man, if I not a man, a man, then at least a tra- transgender man. Then that is not a transgender man. I, I, thought, so it, yeah. I thought it was a man. Yeah, I, I thought it was a man. And uh, I met a woman online, and she decided to move to be with me. So, all right, she's a woman. Yeah, so she met a woman online, and she decided to be with her. Well, could have fooled me. Yeah, exactly. So, and she had no idea that she was killing people. That Elizabeth Wetlauer killed Laufer killed eight people. That, that we know of, of and <laughs> attempted to murder another Easy to conceal, six. certainly. Especially yeah. with an elderly population. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but hold on. Because not only, not only, you know, was she using a tactic that is not detectable by tests, but also, you know, some elderly people are known to have delusions. So, like, to, the fact that they yeah. would be like, oh, she tried to kill me, it could have been like, well, maybe it's just part of their... You know, yeah, mental illness. I want to go into, I want to go into a few other things. She became addicted to drugs during this time of she she was addicted to hydromorphone, which is basically morphine. It's a fast acting morphine, mm. so it's not gonna it's not gonna mess you up for long periods of times. Mm. Hydromorphone is an opioid narcotic pain reliever that is similar to oxycodone, morphine, methadone, fentanyl, and other opioids. Okay, so 
the whole time that she was actually doing these dirty deeds. This was the first patient that she murdered. She didn't kill him. She murdered him in cold blood. The first patient, this was during the same time when she got the job. She got the job at Caressing Care. She got addicted to hydromorphone. She started stealing it from patients. In fact, she says that sometimes the patients that were so out of it anyway, delirious, wouldn't remember, wouldn't know if I gave them this or that, she would give them laxatives instead of the hydromorphone. That's really messed up. And she would take the hydromorphone for herself. Oh, that's, you know what, to, to, that's like, that's like the lowest of the low. Like, I don't say, like, personally, and I you know I was listening to this radio show, Elvis Duran in the morning, but, like, you know what they do with this segment, like, where someone calls in and they wish diarrhea on someone? But, like, that's, like, that's, like, me, like, I don't want to be, like, I wish they would die, because I think that's really dark, but, like, now my new thing is I hope so-and-so gets a really bad <laughs> case of diarrhea, diarrhea because it's someone. one of the most uncomfortable things. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. bad. So, like, so the fact that she was, the fact that she was, like, giving diarrhea to these people, like, that's pretty that's bad. awful, yeah. When the patients die, they put all their excess medications in a big bucket. Wow. Well, if you take the bucket and turn it upside down and shake it really hard, it's even like though. Pinata. Yeah, even though you had to have a, a security card oh, to. I'm sorry, this yeah. is really bad taste, but like, I'm kind of desensitized at this point. Yeah, so she would actually get the hydromorphone off that. So she was stealing it from the patients. She was giving them laxatives and said, and not only that, do you not. Just listen to her talk. There's no emotion. No remorse. She's not a weak voice. So she's a psychopath, right? Or a sociopath? What's the difference? Well, the sociopath has no remorse. They know what they're doing. A psychopath is kind of related to their um, psychological state. Sociopath doesn't really give a fuck. So she she eventually completed and I don't give a fuck. Hey guys, guess what? It's good. Wow. She's a changed person. Is she? She completed an eighteen day rehabilitation course. She's a changed she person. Now this is try to make her go to now, rehab, and I said no, no, no. no. Now actually, this is you know today is the death anniversary of Amy Winehouse. Is it really? She's actually now when she died, I didn't really appreciate her fully, but like rest in peace, Amy Winehouse. We really did lose the talent, and I really do appreciate your music. So what talent was that? She was not very good. Yeah. Excuse me? Is she better than Lady Gaga? Uh, no, because she Amy was Winehouse, like the blues version of it. She, ever. Amy Winehouse was very talented. She sucked. No, she did not. She was, she was very and talented. And she was a druggie. The sun goes down. He takes a day, but I'm grown. And in lonely, in this blue shade, my tears dry on their own. I'm cutting all this. Okay, so she was addicted to opioids. She finally got an 18-day treatment. 18 days. Yay. No, this was after she killed eight people in cold blood. Oh, eight after. people and she only got 18 days? Oh, well, no, she did rehab. 18 days. So, oh. all right. It's not, days in rehab. It's not her fault. No, Guys, no, it's not her fault. No. She was addicted to opioids when she was killing people. She tried to get help. Did she try? She, in fact, she told her pasture. 
Pasture? Pasture. Pasture. She wants the cows. Pasture. She told her pasture. Nope. Pasture. P-A-S-T-O-R. She told her pasture. Pasture? Close enough. Pasture. Pasture? Yes! All right, so she told her pasture, and her pasture said... If <laughs> See, I work with old people, and I love their candidacy, their points, their wrinkles, their frailties. They're refusing to eat anything but ice cream, even their smell. I have ice cream. You guys want some ice cream? Oh my god, what kind of yet? Vanilla. Nay. What? I love their... Fr- I love the finality, the resignation, the knowing this is their last home. I also have some yeah. mug cake. The people expected to meet their aging needs i want to see everyone happy every content and when others who are paid to do so don't while i boil over come on these people are paying to be here to their end to end their days in a beige diapered wasteland tonight though (laughs) there is not even a simmer everyone is in a bed everyone is content every Tooth soaking, every diaper done up, every pad in place. So I am content. My happiness slides into place like a catheter I put in tonight, and my soul vents itself like an unhealthy urine collecting in the bag. Ew! Holy shit. Cause I'm just a teenage dirtbag, baby. Listen to your maiden, baby. Cause I'm just a teenage dirtbag baby like me. victim Helen Young according to a psychopath murderer she said I want to die why can't you help me die I want to die who the fuck says that she's a liar Elizabeth the angel of death as she has been called before is a liar I feel like she made that that name first yeah Mm -hmm. wet lawfer said that, quote, it was like something snapped inside. And that red surge came back and and I thought, okay, you will die now. Wow, that sounds like bloodlust. So when, when she kills someone... She she doesn't kill someone because she's a bad person. She's not a bad person. 
God tells oh, her, so she thinks. God or either the devil, because it may be the devil. Someone, either God or the devil, is telling her to kill him. You know, and she hasn't really figured it out yet. But that feeling comes in her stomach, and it's like a laughter. And she Sounds feels like that, that laughter when she injects the insulin. She feels the laughter. It's like a happy feeling. Like, Haha. it's in her stomach, not like her heart, like you would normally think a feeling would be. But in her like stomach. Butterflies. And then it rises up when she's injecting it. Because these people don't just die. I mean, that's too easy, right? They don't just pass away. They go through excruciating pain because they're number one, they're not diabetic and they're getting insulin, which their body can't really readily accept since they're not diabetic patients. So they go through seizures. People that are not epileptic go through seizures, the patients that she murdered. And they go through all this pain until they finally die. If they're lucky, they die. If not, they go in a coma. Two days later, they wake up and then they have the same. I can't even explain the pain that they probably go through until they finally pass. And then the doctor labels it as natural causes. So, mm. but this red surge, this thing this quote-unquote red surge this delusion that she passes off to the detectives as her duty to send the patients back to god september or october 2007 maurice granat not a diabetic cancer patient I was told by one of the nurses that Maurice had a bad habit of grabbing the staff's breast and asses. That's a direct quote. One afternoon, I was working and I felt angry. Mm. You know how uh, old Elizabeth gets all angry. Mm-hmm. Right? I gave Maurice approximately 40 units of short-acting insulin at around 8 p.m. By the next morning, he was in a coma. Hmm. He died sometime that afternoon. And that's all she says. She talks about it like, oh, yeah, then this happened, then this happened. It's no, she has no remorse. She's literally a fucking monster. And I literally want you guys to see that. Helen Matheson, not a diabetic, caressant care, dementia patient. Helen was very quiet and reserved. One afternoon, I gave her an overdose of insulin, approximately 50 units of short-acting insulin. I am not sure why I chose her. I was feeling angry and frustrated about my job. After the overdose, she stopped talking and eating. But I just have to say... Yeah, go ahead. I know I said that, you know, elderly people are... Murdering an elderly person is just as bad as murdering a a child, but especially elderly people who have dementia or Alzheimer's, who have Mm -hmm. no idea what's going on. Yeah, I agree. 
that's that's the lowest of the low because they become they become as innocent and and as unaware as as children. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know? It's my nana had Alzheimer's, and um, so that's a cause that's close to my heart. And hopefully, one day they'll have a cure for it, um, mm. or at least treatment for it. Mm-hmm. But you know, Alzheimer's actually cannot be diagnosed until after death. Really? Be- yes, because the the brain, the neurons, literally strangle. Like it's something I I learned about it in one of my classes. But I believe my professor said that like your your like brain gets like strangled, like the like the like mm. it, it literally gets strangled. Interesting. So you, you like you can diagnose dementia, but you can't diagnose Alzheimer's until after death. Wow. Yeah. Um. But but hopefully one day um, there will be some sort of treatment or, or cure for it because um, my Nana had it. I think my dad is going to get it. Um, mm. And um, I've had enough head injuries where, <laughs> um, not even joking, I mean, I have... I've heard deja vu isn't really onset. Well, then I'm fucked because then I have I, deja I'm vu. I'm totally fucked. I get deja vu a Deja lot vu too. all the time. Hey, how about this one? Gladys Miller, type 2 diabetic. The only one. Dementia patient okay gladys had severe dementia and no longer talked. she was very stubborn and horribly difficult to give pills to i was working from 11 p.m to 7 a.m at around 5 a.m i gave her 40 units of long acting insulin and then 60 units of short acting insulin at approximately 7 a.m she became unresponsive and diaphoretic she died that evening and that's it. That's she, all she says. You know, this that's, is a fucking that's really, monster. That's really messed up because, like, maybe she might have had dementia and she may not have been able to speak, but she probably knew at least something yeah, like she's that was a going fucking on. Fucking like, monster. That was that's like someone who can't speak. That's even lower than just someone who just has dementia or Alzheimer's. Yeah. Like they literally have no like that. They have no way to communicate with. I mean, they yeah. have sign language, but like you, you can't hear someone. Someone who can't speak can't scream for help. They can press the call button, but if she, if Elizabeth is the one that's on call, that's not going to do you any good. Let me ask you this one question: If she would have done this, but let's not let's though let's not talk about the older people. What if she would have done this to kids? How far do you think she would have got? For babies. Babies? Yeah. Oh. Maybe one. Three max. Tell me why Caressant Care, you know, I mean, oh my God, the welcome video. Oh God, I really want to go there. Elderly people are neglected. Why why were they blind? Were they blind? Were they blind or they didn't give a shit? Elderly people are neglected by society. And yes, sometimes they can be crotchety, but but they're they're still citizens. We know that they are going to die in the very near future anyway. Especially in hospice care. Yeah. And it's sad, but, you know, I'm not going to get into it. It is what it is. I'm not going to get into it. It's tough. Yeah. And and this is going to sound awful, but like... Some people put their parents or grandparents in nursing homes and and say, all right, well, that's, you know, they're taken care of. I'll see you when I see you. Okay, how about this one? Maureen Pickerton, a caressant care patient, obviously, right? Because that company's still thriving. They're open up. They, they actually have a post that they're opening up a new home. They just started in January. They're building a brand new facility for a new home. More patients. No, in freaking Canada. 
more patience, right? Ooh, what? There, there's no mention on your blog that you literally murdered eight people because it, it yeah, it was this one girl. They're not going to put that on there. What about the, saying. yeah, I mean, they literally looked the other way. They let this happen. They're supposed to do autopsies if it's a suspicious death. These weren't suspicious deaths. A bunch of old people literally dying for no reason. Yeah. Okay. Bullshit. Well, I call bullshit. The doctor who diagnosed them was he involved? No, he wasn't involved. He just didn't do his fucking job. He didn't mm-hmm. care. He didn't give a shit. And he said, "Oh yeah, he died of yada 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 because he's old." They, if they would have done a real autopsy, they would have seen where a mark where she injected the patients uh, with insulin. Right, but insulin they would have. That's why it's a silent killer because it's not traceable one in an autopsy that's not traceable yeah but if they would have they didn't do an autopsy on anyone they didn't ask any questions no one cared she kept killing people she killed eight people she would have kept doing she would have she would have been killing people today you know how she got caught how she finally seeked help sought sought help even though she confessed to the pastor the pastor. Move. I killed eight people. Well, if you do that again, if you do that again, I swear I'm going to tell the authorities. And then you know what the pastor did? What? He just prayed over. Dear Lord, redeem this woman, please. Do you have a list of the eight people? She told family friends. She told colleagues. She told a lot of people. And guess what? No one said a fucking thing. That's crazy. I the mean, only I reason I can—I'm sorry to interject, but like I can understand the pastor not saying anything because in in the Catholic Church, there's uh the like there's a privilege, a priest yeah. confessor privilege. Um, yeah, but she's killing people. So if if you go to your pastor and be like, "Yeah, I killed eight people," oh, I'm still a nurse, and you're gonna be like, "Well, let me pray over you, and God will redeem you." You're gonna let a murderer walk? The pastor and I, his I think wife. It's like the same as like psychologists. No well, bullshit. Isn't it like you, you have no? Can't um, you can confess for past sins, but if you are a danger to someone else, you have to. Canada it has a law that if you have anyone that confesses a danger like that to society, you have to turn them yeah, in. That's, and that's I don't care problem. what authority you are. Yeah, and it took insane. all these people that didn't turn her in. The pastor mm. and his wife prayed over. God just, will redeem you. Said, oh, they're not a threat to. God sin. will redeem you. You better stop though, because if you do it again, I swear I'll turn you in. Fuck that guy. Fuck that motherfucker. You know who turned her in? Finally, a mental health institution said, "Wait, what?" You fucking murdered how many people? It was uh, C-A-M-F. It was the... Uh... One of the counseling... One of, one of the rules of confidentiality of counseling is that you cannot share um, anything about a client unless... They murder eight people? They are a harm to... And they, 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 in, they reveal to you that they are a, in an imminent danger to themselves or to others. If they reveal that, um, you can you can report it. Yeah, well, uh, no one fucking reported it. Well, this besides is, this one place. Well, 
to be fair, this is happening in Canada, and I don't know what their counseling association, the governing body of counselors rules are, but, you know, there are rules to confidentiality between counseling, counselors and counseling clients. Um, and in, at least in Catholicism, there is, uh, a privilege between the, um, priest and the person confessing their sins. So, I, I mean, from my perspective, I can't really comment. Well, I mean, she, she should have been turned in. Like, I mean, she's killing people well, like fucking crazy. If she were one of my clients, I, I, you know, if she said that she was still considering doing that, you know, and it's... You have to. You yeah. have to. The police interview, this one, three hours long. Mm-hmm. She confessed all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Here's a great comment from one of the YouTube videos. Her name is Sexy Cure, the one that commented. (laughs) But anyway, she says, she confesses to eight murder and goes home. Way to go, Canada. She actually, in this interview, guys, she went home. At the very end of the interview, the detective's like, okay, so, and she's like, I'll have my phone on if you guys need to call me. Here's my mom's phone number it they let her go after killing eight people way to go fucking canada what? unbelievably after confessing to murdering eight people the monster was released on a peace bond what's a peace bond? a peace bond is basically a restraining order that says you can't it's a can- canadian thing that says you can't the terms of yeah, a peace bond the terms banned from her possessing insulin and visiting nursing homes Continue to in treatment for mental health, not allowed to possess or consume alcohol, obey a curfew, reside in either her apartment or with her parents. Hashtag poor Canada. Fuck you, Canada. You gave us Paul Bernardo. What the shit are you fucking thinking? And and when and also Bruce Smith, MacArthur like, was from Canada. Seven? It doesn't matter when it is. They let this just, monster just, fucking just, walk out of the police station. I'm just curious. It they let this so fucking sad. monster walk out of the police station. She's a fucking monster. So, to give us the update. Where where is she now? She's in prison for the rest of her life. She got yeah. She got uh, sentenced to life in prison. Yes. All for, right. Redeem yourself. No, not redeem yourself. Barely. For the she can't parole for twenty five years. Good. Life in prison. Ish. But she still has possibility of Yeah, she's got possibility. She'll get out. She'll definitely get out. What? You guys know I reside in the middle of the political spectrum. Yeah. But but I just, I can't, I can't justify the death penalty because I feel like it's an out. No, but at least life for life, man. You can't, yeah, you need to, like, you can't give someone parole after killing eight people. Well, here's the thing. She didn't just kill eight people. When you give someone insulin, they suffer. And some of these patients suffered from two to five days of excruciating pain. And she's just like, at one point during the interview, this is so funny, I got to show you. She says... She's more concerned about her fucking fast food. So this is like after, you know, during her interview. Where's my burger? 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 Where
Uh, <laughs> sounds like me again. Where's my burger? Where's my burger? I killed eight people, but where the fuck's my burger? She doesn't give a shit. She's a fucking psychopath. Yeah. James Silcox, 84, died in August. Excuse me, not died. James Silcox, 84, was murdered at the Crescent Care Center on August 17, 2017. That's four days after my birthday. Maurice Granat, 84, was murdered December 23rd on the t- 2007 at the Crescent Care Center. Nothing was said. No questions asked. They were both in perfect health, and then they were just dead. October 14, 2011, Gladys Millard, 87, was murdered at the Crescent Care Center. The one, the beautiful Crescent Care, bring your family. Hey, if you don't like your grandpa, is your grandma pissing you off? You ready to get rid of her? Just throw her in Crescent Care. She'll be dead in a week. Okay, so Helen Matheson, 95, was murdered October 27, 2011. Mary Zurawinski. 96 years old, was murdered November 7, 2011. So these are, like, not far apart either. Helen Young? Not, well, all right. She's definitely it's, a serious Listen, killer. no, but the thing is, she just gets angry. You know, her emotions are all over the place. Oh, my God, my stress at work. Why are you... Are, did you seriously just try to touch my ass? Okay, well, you're dead. You're dead. I do not want to deal with this today. I'm in a bad mood. I'm about to write my poetry. Everyone's dead. Everyone's dead. I'm leaving that in there. Yeah. Okay. That's good. July 14, 2013. Helen Young at Crescent Care Center. If you're still listening to this podcast at home, you should type in Crescent Care Center. Google. It's in Woodstock, Ontario, and you should give an awesome review. Say, hey, talkmore.com said that you guys are fucking awesome. I can't wait to see my grandpa there. So he could just get murdered. Helen Young, 90 years old, died. Or, excuse me, not died. Why would I say that? Murdered, July 14, 2013. March 28th, another person was murdered. 2014, Maureen Pickerton. Murdered, murdered, murdered at 79 years old. August 31st, 2014, Arpit Horvath was murdered. He was 75 years old. 75, that's like... Murder! a couple, like, younger. Oh, let me tell you something really crazy, guys. Yeah. It's not Crescent Care's fault. What do you mean? Because they suspended her four times. For what? Four times? For delivering the wrong medication, for not knowing how to do her job. She was suspended four times. She should have been terminated after the first time. No, she was four. I mean, we suspended her four times. If if someone died under her care, (laughs) she should have been terminated the first time. Totally. She should have been terminated. Yeah, but she was murdering people. They wouldn't have died under her care unless she wasn't murdering them. And Crescent Care is just as guilty as anyone else. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I think that. I mean, let's say, I mean, she obviously was responsible for the deaths of these people, but even if it was an accident the first time, she should have been terminated. Can you refresh, like, how she got caught? All right, here's how she got caught. So she was seeking, all right, I told you her life story. She, her marriage was bad. If you look at the police interview, when she talks about her marriage of 10 years you know, my husband didn't want kids, and there's oh, she gets that lower voice, like, oh, my God, I failed as a wife kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? And then I found a woman online. 
Her marriage was filing, and then she and then she started getting drugs. She started stealing drugs from patients. She started overdosing. She became an alcoholic and a drug addict. Mm -hmm. And around that time, she started killing people. In like 2013, 2014, she's like, maybe I should need help because. I thought God wanted me to kill all these people, but I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be murdering people. Maybe I should get help. So she finally, after tossed to her pastor, 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 move. After she tossed to her pastor, and he's like, don't, you better not be killing anyone else. I swear, boy, if you kill someone, if you kill one more person, if you kill one more person, I swear I'm going to tell the law. You better come over here, Elizabeth. Me and my wife going to pray over you. And then she told all her friends. And they're like, that's not cool. What? Are you serious? You're like killing people? That's so not cool. Don't do that. Finally, she goes to get help because she's a fucking drug addict. Right? And she's been helped before. She's been in a, she went to another rehab clinic where she confessed all this stuff. But I don't know. Maybe they forgot to mention it. If you fucking kill eight people, I don't give you shit, confidentiality, HIPAA, whatever the fuck. If you kill one person, you go fucking tell the law so she doesn't do it again. But no one did. Mm. They just prayed over her. And then finally, the rehab center, as soon as she gets there, she's like, wait, what? You killed how many people? Okay, well, you're fucking... And the rehab center is actually the one that got her to write this damn statement. Mm. That's how the police got the damn statement. And then when she went to do the interview, the one right there, the two-hour interview, she goes home. The police didn't even apprehend her. After she confessed to killing eight people, if you watch this whole interview, she tells you how she killed eight people in cold blood, and they let her go home. Just because? Just because it's Canada, eh? It's Canada, eh? Yeah, we're trying to get to the North Pole. I don't suppose you're from AAA, are you? Ooh, AAA, you know? AAA. Oh, AAA, eh? Hey, I just came from AA. No, not AA, AAA. Yeah, that's what I said. AA, eh? Oh, so you are with AAA. Oh, no, that's AAA. I just came from AA, eh? Huh? Stewie, I think he's just a drunk. Well, drunk or not, can you help us? I can if you want to join AAA. No, I'm already a member of AAA. I need help with the car. Oh, I see. Yeah, looks like you got some water leakage. You might need a hose, eh? Jose, Roberto, whatever. If you got some Latinos up here that can fix cars, that'd be great. But, but then what happened after she's allowed to go home? Well, she gets arrested again. Okay. They come to arrest her, and then she doesn't leave. Yeah. I want to leave and I go home and be supported by her family. Yeah. I want to leave. Cell phone will be charged all time. Always on my body if you need me. I will be here. I'll have my cell phone on. Here. Charge at all times. Please come get me. I'll do it. I'll tell this minute. Alright. I think you have your. Do we have your cell phone number? <laughs> yeah, your cell phone number. Yeah. Canada. Six four seven one. Home phone number is five one nine two nine zero. Anyway, they let her fucking go. Until they convict her. Yeah, which was weeks later. Maureen Pickerton, I talked about her. She's a non-diabetic crescent care resident. 
She was murdered, right, March 28, 2014, by the angel of death. That's what they started calling her. She was a one-on-one patient. And Crescent Care, they're expanding. They got 15 homes now, you know, and they don't have enough nurses because, you know, they're still doing their thing. They don't need enough nurses. So anyway... Maureen Pickerton was one-on-one. That means she paid extra. Her family paid extra for her to get one-on-one treatment Mm -hmm. with a nurse. And, well, they were understaffed because, you know, Crescent Care is constantly expanding. They're making more money because money's all that matters. So they don't have enough nurses because, you know, why would they? Right? Money is the only thing that matters to them. So, oh, Elizabeth here is working... 32 patients and she's all stressed out and you know what happens when she gets angry a little red surge comes up she goes in the little med room and gets that insulin you know what happens you don't want to piss her off because either two things are going to happen she's going to poke some people with insulin or she's going to get on that poetry site and write some really shitty poetry yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so one afternoon, the 28th of March, 2014, Crescent Care obviously was understaffed. This Marine Pickerton, she was one-on-one treatment only. I was angry. I was frustrated. I was so irritated. Then I got the idea. She was talking to Marine Pickerton because she was supposed to be one-on-one, but she was taking care of 32 other patients, and right. she's stressed out, and she's on opioids, and her... Her husband left her and she, her, her wife doesn't love her anymore or her whatever. So she's stressed out. And not only that, Marine Pickerton was being needy. She wanted an extra bedpan. She wanted dressing. She wanted some more cop salad. So Elizabeth says, she tells the police, the detective, I, I got the idea that If I could just cause her just a little bit, just a little bit of brain damage, then she wouldn't be such a handful. That's not okay. (laughs) And around 8 p.m., she was administered 80 units. That's a lot. 80? 80 units of long-acting insulin. Oh, my gosh. Which caused her to have a stroke. A very violent, very painful stroke. And then she's comatized. And then she dies. Oh, but she's not a monster. Because I think that God wanted her, this girl, to go with her. Right? I don't care what anyone says. This this lady is a fucking monster. Luckily, she's in a fucking cell. And everyone, that that entire company, Caressant Care, should also be in fucking a cell. They should need to go down. If you're still listening to this, if you made it through this long, please, we have got to do our best to take a fucking shitty company like this that didn't even know for seven years that one of their employees, their registered nurse... Their night shift nurse, the woman in charge, was killing all these patients and showing no remorse about it. 
I, I was so fucking pissed off when I read this story. Yeah, this is not okay. <laughs> yeah. And it makes me wonder, like, she got caught, but how many more people have oh. done this? And oh, and across sure. across Tons. the world, like, you know, this is, we're talking about Canada here, but American nursing homes and hospice care are not all they cracked up to be. You know, like how many times has this happened and how many people are out there just taking victims who cannot defend themselves, who don't understand what's going on? You know, it's like totally it's like it's it's um, heartbreaking. It is because, you know, elderly people. You know, they can't defend themselves. They can't. But not only that, but. You know, some of them are a little bit older than the baby boomers, but they're part of the generation that helped to build this country into, mm. you know, and to make it what it is today. Um, and it, for for both positive and negative sides, I guess you can one could argue, but, mm-hmm. you know, they're people and you know, just like the opposite side of, of life, you know, yeah. like the, the young people that are taking victims and, um, you know, not going to, not going to parse words here, not going to go into, to, to uh, not going to jump up on my soapbox, but it's just, it, it, it's awful. Like there, you got to respect the, what they went through like Absolutely. some of those people some of those people went through the depression yeah. i mean they're, they're, this of, is, a yeah. lot of those people are are world war veterans or korean yeah. veterans you know it, you know in 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 the women that supported those those veterans and supported their men and yeah. were trailblazers what those and the elderly women may not have had the right to vote when they grew up, you know what I mean? Like, like, so there's some of the trailblazers and, and people don't think about that. They just think about them as old people. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to point out one thing. So the post on the website, I made sure to put that there's a saying that you've, we've all heard one bad apple can spoil the entire bunch. Most nurses, most healthcare providers have great hearts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jen, you're one, right? Sure. In, in a, a certain sense, yeah. Not medical, but yeah. you know, I do have an altruistic so, you know, goal. Yeah, so one person makes the bad name for everyone. So don't don't hear this episode and think that, you know, every nursing home is like this. Right. And, and every no. nurse is like this. This, this one is. This yeah. one is, and this one is very, very spoiled. And very so rotten. Let's keep in mind that call to action. So, yeah. When I sober up tomorrow morning, I'm certainly going to leave a... If I could leave a zero-star review, I mean, I would. If you want to put TalkMurder.com as, like, your source of information, that's where it will pull our full story. Yeah. Our, I mean, even if you don't, just leave a bad review because we got to get these guys out of business. They're, they're opening more hospitals. They're not everyone involved in that company is spoiled, uh, rotten, but they don't obviously do any follow-ups with the patient deaths. They don't anything there's there's nothing business. done not nothing done there's no questions asked until and she would have still been going today you know if she, if she wasn't addicted and and needed help for her own personal reasons she would have still been killing today and thank god she was she was not killing 
kids and babies. And I hope that she gets so. diarrhea every day. That's right. All day, every day. Yeah, diarrhea. May she never have what? a solid oh. poop again. Word up. Well, thanks, guys, for listening to Talk Murder to Me. Uh, as always, we have enjoyed putting this on for you. And uh, We're drunk. Go home. I'm drunk. Leave a review. California knows how to party. California. Uh, you gotta do it. The California is how to party in the city. City of Compton. Oh, is that how it goes? Yeah. So I'm already drunk. Her victim, Helen Long. Shit, Helen Long. Her victim, Helen Young. Do you guys when she fucking. Nah. What is it? I mean, it's sugar gin. I don't. Jim, we gotta get on this, man. We do. I like that banana Jen, bread. Jim, did you like that banana bread? Yeah, I That's did. sugar free. It's delicious. Have don't you ever that read question, Stephen John. Covey's Seven Steps to Success? Filled with work and satisfaction and old people. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds just like me so far. Insulin. Her pastor said, Jen, if your pastor said, all right, her pastor said, if you ever do this again, Jen, listen to me. If you ever do this again, she has killed people. Give me a shot. Whoa. I am Frau Blucher. <laughs>